0: What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign is away today.
1: It's been years in the making, and now the final hurdle has been cleared to remove four dams on the Klamath River near the California Oregon border. This after yesterday's vote from the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission to allow the license of the dams to expire. The half billion dollar project is the largest dam removal and river restoration effort in the history. the United States and aims to bring back the health of the once mighty river and its decimated population of salmon. The dams owned by Pacific Corps are now under the management of local Native American tribes who will oversee their demolition.
0: We're going to talk more about it. We're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and speak to our guest, Congressman Jared Huffman. He represents the North Bay all the way up to the Oregon border. He is also chair of the House Natural Resources Subcommittee and a partner of the Klamath Dam Removal efforts thank you so much for talking to us this afternoon thanks for having me back us up a little bit here and, and give us some background on this project I know it's been going on these the efforts to remove the dams have been going on for quite some time tell us why you, you think they need to be removed and what's going to happen when they are
2: well it's been happening for decades the effort to get these uh, aging hydroelectric dams out Most important thing I can say up front is these dams serve no water supply purpose. So if some might think it seems incongruous in the middle of a drought to take out these dams, they're not water supply dams. Uh, It was a business decision made by the owner of the dam's Pacific Corps after an exhaustive attempt to relicense them for another 40 years. Uh, And they concluded it was far more economical to find energy with other sources. Solar and other uh, resources have gotten so much more affordable. And it's an opportunity to undo the massive environmental damage that these dams created. Uh, Terrible water quality, all sorts of parasites and other impacts that have just created horrible effects on downstream tribes and fishing communities.
1: Tell us about the tribes and they've been involved and what their contribution has added up to over the years.
2: Well, the Yurok and the Karuk tribe uh, are the most directly involved, the Hoopa Valley tribe as well, all of them in my district downstream of these dams. And, uh, you know, fishing for salmon has been a way of life for these folks since time immemorial. They weren't meaningfully consulted when the dams went in, but they have really paid the price. And uh, the Yurok, for example, have a very significant commercial fishing operation that hasn't even been able to Operate uh, for most of the last five or six years.
0: So the regulatory hurdles, as you reference, decades in the making. Just from a strictly practical consideration, removing these things has to be very, very expensive. Who pays for that?
2: Well, it's a combination. Uh, certainly, Pacific Corps, the owner of these dams, uh, is largely responsible, and they've been required to store away some money over several years from their ratepayers. To pay part of it. But the states of California and Oregon have also stepped up with major contributions. And uh, all of that was approved by FERC, uh, in, including in this final decision that came down just a few days ago.
1: You know, uh, you mentioned the drought, and you don't need to correlate that because the uh, dams were not used for water storage, but they were for the hydroelectric uh, portion of uh, California's energy supply. So it was just about a month ago when we had, you know, the flex alert, and we were close to running out of power and running into rolling blackouts. So how do you reconcile that danger?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, the, the electrons from these dams doesn't just go offline when they're removed. Pacific Core is already working on and and has secured replacement power for that. So the electricity will be there Mm -hmm. from this project, uh, but it'll be secured in a way that doesn't devastate this river and its fisheries.
0: So when will the first dam be removed, and and how long will that take? That's the exciting part.
2: Um, It has been a long odyssey. People have been working on this for decades. I've been at it for 10 years as uh, the congressman for the North Coast, Physical work on the ground to begin removing these dams could begin before the end of this calendar year. So we're talking weeks. That's amazing.
1: How do you think it's going to help the salmon supply and the river's overall health?
2: A couple of things. First, it's going to open up hundreds of miles of habitat that has been inaccessible by salmon because these are very large dams without fish ladders. But the other thing is it's going to dramatically improve water quality. That has been devastating to salmon and steelhead populations. These dams back up water and cause temperatures to rise in a way that create terrible algae blooms, some of the highest concentrations of toxic algae that you'll find anywhere uh, in the West. And it's just a breeding ground for parasites. And so we've had massive fish die-offs directly attributable to the conditions these dams create.
0: You mentioned that work removing the first dam is supposed to happen by the end of this year. When it's all said and done for all four of them, how long is it going to take to get rid of them?
2: It's going to take a couple of years uh, for all of that. And all of this has been staged and planned uh, meticulously because you want to make sure that there are no, you know, surges of sediment down the river. Um, There's been an incredible testing. This is all going to be done very carefully. But in other places where we've removed major dams around the west, we've seen a surprisingly quick and resilient response from the river and the fisheries. So we are excited about what this means for the Klamath River in the years ahead.
1: You have the evidence there to support it. And is there something we can learn from this particular project, the years that went into it, for future restoration projects in California?
2: Sure, uh, a lot. And one of those things is don't depend on an act of Congress. The original deal to get these dams out was contingent on Congress approving it and passing legislation, which can just get hijacked in all sorts of ways, as we know. So they had to kind of come in and reshape the entire agreement, which was not easy, and that added years and years to uh, the process. But we're finally there.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining us. Our guest, Congressman Jared Huffman. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available on the Odyssey app and at kcbsradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.